What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Be Uncommon. I am so excited for this episode, but it's gonna get a little raw. <laughs> it's gonna maybe get a little bit emotional, um, but I think that there's a lot of lessons in here that a lot of people can benefit from. So we're gonna talk a little bit about something really exciting that I did recently, something that I had been wanting to do for an extremely long time, but didn't necessarily realize when I would have the opportunity and also just learned so much about myself along the way and also had a moment in time when I never would have thought something like this was possible. So earlier this month, in the beginning of September in 2022, if you're listening to this live or in the future, I had the opportunity to speak in front of thousands of people at a company convention. I remember when I got the call in the spring, how quickly I said yes to this. And, you know, like I said, it's been a dream of mine and a goal, like on my vision boards, uh, like in my journals, everywhere. Since I began my business journey in 2018 to speak on a massive stage like this. So it was a no brainer to me to just say yes without hesitating. And if I've taught you one thing, over this course of this podcast, or if you work with me, or if I'm your mentor, it's that when opportunity presents itself, you just say yes, and you think about it later. Okay. So after that really brief call where I accepted the opportunity, I hung up and I kind of froze for a second and I immediately had thoughts of doubt. I was like, am I like, can I do, am I worthy? Can I do this? But the biggest thought was, am I mentally strong enough to get out on that stage? Because let me take you back a little bit. And I've shared this a little bit on my, on my social media, on my Instagram. But if you weren't part of my life in 2021, it was an extremely tough year for me. I had a lot of loss in my life that I don't think I realized was affecting me as much as it it was. And I also had a really 
tough year in business. And I think a couple of, you know, putting those things together, especially when my business was really my identity at the time, it was a really tough year. So let me take you back to September of 2021, about one year ago today, if you're listening to this live. I was riddled with anxiety. I mean, to the point where I was not leaving my house. I was not able to go get dinner with friends. I remember going to coffee shops thinking, I have to get out of here. I have to go home. For no other reason than, I mean, we had been through a lot, right? Throughout 2020 and 2021, a lot of fear instilled in us and it was all mental. So the day of my flight to this exact conference that I actually just got done speaking at, but a year ago, I got to the airport and I sat in the drop-off lane with my husband for an hour, going back and forth, crying, shaking. I mean, every thought in my head telling me, you cannot do this. You cannot get on that plane. What happens when you get there and you have anxiety and you're alone and you're in a city that you don't know anyone? Obviously, a lot of this was lies. A lot of this was what ifs. But when you're in those moments, and I'm sure so many of you can relate, you take it as truth. You take it as the only truth. You take it as reality. I'd been traveling my entire life, you guys. I'm 28 years old. And I've been traveling since I was a baby. And nothing seemed more impossible in those moments than getting on that plane and going on a three-hour flight to Atlanta. So I didn't. Ultimately, I, I didn't do it. I stayed in the car. We drove home. And in 2021, that was not the only trip that I bailed on day of. There was actually three that I can think of. Major, major trips that I canceled day of out of panic due to extreme anxiety. And every single time I did it, it took a load off of my shoulders because I knew I was going to be quote unquote safe (laughs) staying home. However, every single one left me feeling like I was letting down hundreds of people because two of, well, three of, all three of them actually were work trips that I either earned or, you know, would be going on with a team of people. And (laughs) I just remember the feelings of letting people down, that I was disappointing my team, my husband, my family, my friends. But something inside of me, I just remember being in those moments, something inside of me just knew that I was making the right decision and that there was a reason for all of this. And I think that really comes from my work on my mental, um, my mental strength over the last, you know, four years. But I just, I just knew. And it was something that I couldn't really explain that I knew people wouldn't really understand, but I just knew that not going on those trips, um, as hard as it was and as much as I wanted to, and as much as of a battle as it was in my head, I knew that there was something there was a reason for all of this. This was part of something. And I really held on to that. And it was in October of 2021 that I once again bailed on a trip and I knew I needed some help. And I knew that I also needed to radically change my life through how I worked a business that I, that was ultimately killing me. I mean, 
when your passions start to strangle your life, something needs to change. And it's such a weird concept because you're so, you're so passionate. You love whatever this is. It could be your work. It could be a person. It could be so many different things. But that love and that obsession and that passion is ultimately running you into the ground. And I had absolutely no idea that this was happening for three full years. I mean, three years. I was working in a way that I saw as passionate and driven and motivated. And I had no idea what it was doing to me until my body and my mind came to a screeching halt. I just remember hitting a massive wall and being hysterical and and knowing that massive, massive action needed to be taken. And it forced me to make major changes in my life and thank God for them. But one year later, from the day that I couldn't even get on that plane, I was speaking on a stage in front of thousands of people at that same convention that I just couldn't get myself to go to 365 days earlier. So how did I get there? (laughs) What did I learn along the way? And What did stepping on that stage actually teach me? I want to dive into this. First, I want to give a little insight into how I actually got to a place where I could work my business again. And let me preface by saying I never quit my business. I never actually even stepped back from my business. A lot of people had absolutely no idea that I was making massive shifts unless I communicated that with them. So it was never something where I was like, okay, I need to just quit and refocus and pivot. No, it was, I paused for a weekend. Um, I literally went off the grid for three days with my husband and we made a plan. And then I took action on those plans. See, I think a lot of people experience burnout and think that the only way through that is to just quit and give up. And it's not the case at all. Let me just be the first one to tell you that it's a lot easier to quit and a lot easier to give up. But if you actually have that much passion and you actually love what you do so much, which I did, I had so much passion for my career. And that was honestly the problem. It was consuming me. It was actually, I was letting it consume me. Um, You just need to make some changes, pause, make some changes and take action on those changes. So I made some decisions. We created a plan and I want to give you exactly what I did that weekend because I think this is going to help a lot of people. Number one, I left. (laughs) I left my house. And at the time, that was a very, very difficult thing for me to do. I went to a place that made me the happiest, though, and we got a little cabin in, you know, in the woods, essentially, on the lake. And I committed to not being on my phone. I committed to not working and really just completely focusing on how I'm going to move forward in a way where I can still have this passion and this obsession, really, in a healthy way. Because I knew that if nothing changed, nothing would change, right? And my business wasn't worth living in a way that was so terrifying to me every single day. Um... So I needed to clear my mind of all the distractions in order to really get clear on certain things. So getting away was, you know, something that I needed to do. And it was really, really, really helpful with my anxiety as well surrounding travel because 
we drove like five hours again to one of like my favorite places in the world. And so I knew when I got there, I would be comfortable. I knew that I had been there before. It was familiar to me. Um, and so it was a kind of the first step to getting back into the ability to really leave my house. So that was huge. Number two, I wrote down everything that makes me feel happy and alive. Um, I've actually talked to a lot of people about this on social media, a lot of you guys that listen to me. And, you know, we lose sight of what actually makes us happy when we're just constantly chasing more. You know, when we're chasing all of the things that we think are going to make us happy, right? High goals, you know, more money, the next promotion. And over time, that just completely, completely drains us. Um, And if you haven't experienced this yet and you're a high achiever, I just warn you, make time for the things that make you feel alive, the things that really, really light your soul on fire outside of work, you know, even if work is one of those things. And reading this list today makes me really, really emotional to look at. You guys, one of the things on here... (laughs) One of the things on here that is literally listed as things that make you happy and feel alive. One of those things is getting good quality sleep without it being an escape. (laughs) Another one is eating really good food and feeling well enough to enjoy it. I mean, guys, you can just tell the place that I was in by hearing those things, and again, probably relatable to a lot of people listening to this. The third thing that I did that weekend was write down a few different lists. I wrote down all of my tasks that I do every single day, every single week, every single month, every single quarter, every single year, like everything that I do in my business and even outside of my business as well. From texting certain people, to pulling reports, to posting, to going on trips, you know, meetings, calls, tasks. And then I starred the ones that really just, I simply hated doing. Or ones that just gave me a lot of anxiety or made me feel really overwhelmed or consumed by my work. And I then created a weekly schedule based on all of my tasks. And I also outsourced a few of those tasks and made like systems and things like that for those tasks. But I created that weekly schedule and I made days specific for things like admin activities. And then I made days specific for things like team calls or meetings. And then I made days specific for content creation and more of like the creative side of my business. And then I set massive boundaries. Like office hours, what a concept. People have been telling me to do that since the beginning of my business. But I was like, no, 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 I have to be available. I have to be available for my team. I I prided myself on always being available. And it's one of the things that drove me into the ground. So I set office hours and I set no call days. I set specific days that I had calls. I, you know, took the weekends to completely disconnect from any sort of calls or things like that. I still, you know, work my business a little bit, but I also, a huge boundary that I set, diverted all of my work from text to email. 
something that I really wish I would have done sooner. <laughs> so take that from me. Uh, stop texting hundreds of people, thousands of people. Um, move to email. So yeah, those were some huge, huge boundaries that I set. And looking at this notebook as I go through this with you, just side note, there's tear stains all over it, you guys. I mean, I, I knew in my heart of hearts that my passion for my career was ultimately wreaking havoc on my life. And I knew that I was also strong enough to change that. So making a plan really, really saved my business, but it also saved my marriage. It saved my relationships. It saved my mental health. It saved my physical health. And one year ago, I was in a place that I could barely leave my home. <laughs> One year of massive action and work on myself led me to a moment that I had ultimately been dreaming of for years. And that was the ability to speak to thousands of people on a stage that meant so much to me. But everything I did that one weekend led me to that stage. Everything that happened in preparing for that stage and on stage is going to lead me to greater heights that I can't even dream of today. I just know it. So I want to talk about what I did learn along the way to getting on that stage and what I did learn from being on that stage, okay? Number one, you can bounce back from anything. I think this really, really comes back to just control and the fact that you, yes, you and only you are in control and you don't have to succumb to your thoughts you can choose different ones. And a huge piece of the puzzle that got me into a completely different headspace over this time preparing to speak on this stage was realizing that my avoidance tactic would never work out for me. <laughs> I'm really good at avoiding things and avoiding situations that made me feel uncomfortable. You know, avoiding travel due to anxiety, saying no to incredible opportunities because of anxiety, because I knew that it would just be easier if I didn't go. Avoiding conversations, you know, that needed to be had. And in order to diminish that anxiety, I had to face exactly what made me feel that anxiety. And I took that into every single situation with me over the year that I was really battling and making massive changes and really especially leading up to this speaking engagement. Um, there were times where I was having anxiety and I would just tell myself, you know, I should leave. I should get out of here. It would be a lot easier if I just, you know, ditched and left and, you know, went home. But in the back of my head, I thought, use this as a test. You know, I'd, I'd almost compete against myself. I'm a very competitive person. So I would almost use this as, hey, can you do this? You know, because... You might feel anxious before stepping on that stage and, you know, I need you to know that you're stronger than your anxiety. These are the thoughts that I would have in my head and that allowed me to face so much more than I thought that I could. You know, it allowed me to gain trust in myself again and it allowed me to really bounce back from that avoidance tactic and lean into really facing everything that I needed to. And with that, I obviously grew in strength. And again, I, I grew in being able to trust myself. And that was a huge, huge reason. And why I was able to get on that stage in the first place is because I had that trust and I had that strength. 
The second thing that I learned along the way is that your mindset will determine everything. And if you're not, if you're new to this podcast, welcome to the girl who is obsessed with mindset. Um, I had a few ways to think about this massive opportunity that I had committed to. Number one, be nervous. Talk about being nervous. Put out nervous energy. Or two, own that shit and act as if the stage is exactly where I belong and where I'm meant to be. And so I chose the latter, okay? From the start, I told myself every day, like, you're meant to be up there. You know, you were chosen to be up there. And that carried me through any doubts or any nerves that I had leading up to stepping on that stage. And the day of, I just remember, you know, being at the conference and and people obviously knowing that I'm speaking that day or even, you know, that weekend, people coming up to me and, you know, asking, you know, are you nervous? You know, um, they would tell me that they would be nervous if they were in my situation. They're like, oh my gosh, if I was in your situation, I would be so nervous. Like I would be freaking out. But I confidently just looked him in the eyes and I said, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to get up there. That was just what I told them. And if you were there and you asked me or you, you know, you told me you would be nervous, you know that that's exactly what I told you. And something I genuinely felt was that I was so excited and and couldn't wait to get up there. But also, it was the complete truth, you know. But it was a decision I had made prior. You know, I had made the decision to be excited instead of nervous. Because technically, your brain can't tell the difference. So, you know, you might as well just choose excitement, choose the positive. Um, but I had made that decision and I had, I had stood firm in that, that I was just going to be freaking excited and grateful and full of gratitude. And I knew that if I was excited and grateful, it would be really hard for me to feel anxious and nervous. Another thing that I learned leading up to this moment was you can do so much, so much larger things than you think. I was actually laying in bed one night. It was probably a month out from my speaking And all of a sudden it dawned on me how nervous I used to get before performing. I was a um, level five all-star cheerleader and I would, you guys, I would black out. I would forget my routine. I would throw up. Yes, I was that girl that one time threw up on the floor. I would get the worst cotton mouth to the point that I was like gagging out there. And I was so, if someone would have given me the option to back out, right before I got on the floor, I would have 110% taken it. I mean, I had the I can't mentality and someone had to quite literally push me onto that floor, okay? So I'm laying in bed one night thinking about this. All of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. Remember when you used to freak out and barely be able to step on that stage to perform? And my mind immediately went to, oh my gosh, what if that happens in a month? I can't do this. You know, I had the thoughts of how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to tell them that I can't do this? Because what if I throw up on that stage? What if I have such bad cotton mouth up there that I can't speak? And sure, all of those things could have happened. They totally could have happened, but they didn't. And if I had backed out or quit or, or you know, told someone I can't do this, I never would have felt what I felt being on that stage. That's the most confident that I've been. It's the most excited that I've been. I was full of gratitude when I was up there. I was so passionate when I was up there. 
And the feeling that something so much bigger is coming for me because of that moment, you know, there's just, it's all part of the growth journey to get there. And I know now that I'm capable of so much more than I ever thought. And if I hadn't just gotten up there and done it, I would never know that. And the last thing that I learned leading up to my time on stage was that people want to see you win. The support that I received before, during, and after my time on stage has been absolutely incredible. And I thank every single person who's, you know, had anything to say about me being up there. It just goes to show that people want to see you win. You know, they want to see you succeed. They want to see you do amazing things. They want to see you follow your dreams. They want to see you step into who you're meant to be. So stop letting people and outside forces make you think that humanity has gone to shit. (laughs) Because there are incredible people that you have or haven't even met that are cheering you on. And I want you to believe that. No matter how much noise you're hearing, I want you to believe that there are people out there that want to see you win. This has been a really raw and emotional episode for me to go back through some of the hardest times personally that I've been through and something I haven't really done before on this podcast, but I hope that you learned something from it. I hope that you know that you're not alone in these struggles that you're having and I hope that it inspires you to just keep going, you know, in whatever you're going after. I hope that this resonates with you in some way. It's all part of the journey, baby, you know? Everything that you're going through is meant for you and it's meant to sculpt you into exactly who you need to be and who you want to be and that person that you're striving to be and those goals that you're striving to achieve um, without the bumps and the growth and the hardships, you would never be able to be that person or get to those things. So I love you and I'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.